to you from sunny Los Angeles. She is a lifestyle, beauty, and health enthusiast, and he is a serial entrepreneur and marketing expert. And now, Sweeta and Haseeb will be taking you on a glorious ride. Welcome to Cup of Joe Podcast. Hey, welcome to Cup of Joe Podcast on the Saturday afternoon. We are sitting here live on a rainy day in LA. Hello, everyone. Hey, Haseeb. <laughs> I'm here too. <laughs> and we have someone else. Okay. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Stacey Broadwell. She has over 10 years of experience in the talent acquisition industry. And before recruiting, Stacey worked as an index fund analyst for Mellon Capital. She is a three-time sponsored snowboarder who competed extensively Whoa. in half pipe, okay. big air, and slope-style competitions. She holds a Bachelor's of Science in Finance and Statistics from San Diego State University and is the mother of, to her two beautiful boys and wife to their loving father. Please welcome Stacy Broadwell. Broadwell, I'm sorry. Yay, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> welcome. Hi, Stacey. It's like Broadway, but Broadwell. Well, I'm sorry, I got confused because the museum in LA is the Broad instead of the Broad, which is like why I always get confused now. I know. I know. I think that happens in Los Angeles. I'm like, it's not hard. It's like Broadway, Broadwell, but people <laughs> Okay. So that's probably why. Okay. Well, we, we really appreciate you joining us today and welcome to our Cup of Joe podcast. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is a lot of fun. All right. Um, so we just wanted to go ahead and get started and tell us about um, kind of what you do now. And we know you're a talent acquisition and recruiter. So yes, t- tell us what you do. So I've been doing recruiting for over 10 years. I have an agency called IT Talent Search. And what we offer is companies, on-demand technology, um, recruitment, um, talent acquisition professionals when they need to staff up for different projects. A lot of the catalysts for that has been when a company had an IPO or they were growing or they had projects in mind and they just needed talent acquisition recruitment professionals to come in and work on an hourly basis and help them with those recruitment needs. Most recently, we just launched a conference to help educate and help train those talent acquisition professionals on different innovations across talent acquisition, across all industries. And that uh, conference is called LAX Tech Recruit. And we've had two conferences in two different cities, in Orange County and in Los Angeles. And our next one is in Los Angeles, July 2019 on the 18th. Oh, wow. That sounds great. So tell us about conference. What do you guys do there? So we talk about all different innovations in talent acquisition and how companies attract top talent. It's really difficult to kind of learn what the different innovations are and the different tools. And oftentimes talent acquisition professionals and leaders are so busy, they don't have time to research all the different tools that are out there and listen to sales professionals and do demos. And so that was the reason that we did this because I didn't have that time. And I wanted to develop a day of learning where people could come and hear from top speakers who are going to describe uh, recruitment, marketing, different innovations, how to use data analysis, how people analytics works in your in your recruitment agency. And just like the Boolean searches, just down to basic type of recruitment tools and tactics and strategies. So our very first conference, we had 120 people in Playa Vista um, attendees. Wow. And 
35 speakers. So we had talent acquisition leaders from Hulu and Netflix and Red Bull and all these top brands throughout Los Angeles who were opening up their playbook on what they do to attract top talent. What is my applicant tracking system? What is our recruitment marketing strategy? How, what are the data analytics that these recruitment professionals use to assess how well they're department is doing. And so just the sharing of ideas to help essentially elevate the talent acquisition industry. I think that makes sense. Uh, when I was back in San Francisco over there, I met with a lot of startups and companies and entrepreneurs who were coming up with a lot of ideas around how we can streamline the process of recruiting. And they were doing a lot of like recruiting automations. And you can completely automate the process of hiring, especially if it's a like someone who's a developer, someone who's was like a coding background, how you can bring in. Are you using any of those new companies out there where you can send a coding challenge to someone who can, and then like based on that, you have better understanding of who the individual is, what kind of performance that person is achieving on those quizzes, and then using that to kind of like bring him in the interview. Are you doing any of those, uh, working with any of those companies also, or do you have any ideas on how you can automate the process of? There are... So that is the challenge, the whole automation process. And there's idea that potentially recruitment is going to be replaced by AI and bots. And, and that's not the case. There will always need to be that personal touch in every aspect. And, it, and it's not just in the technology component either. It's across the entire candidate experience when you're applying to a position. So when you first go on and apply, well, actually, even before that, when you're looking at the company and you're doing your research as to whether or not you would want to work there. And, uh, you know, how do you track all that, that candidate experience? And so that's what a lot of the automation is doing and the tools and the innovations that we're seeing. The entire funnel from the beginning of the candidate experience to researching your company and the brand um, engagement and the brand marketing, all the way down to talking to a recruiter or applying, talking to a recruiter, and then actually going through the hiring process. You know, how do you automate that entire system? I don't know that there's any real one way to do the entire funnel automated, but there is processes that companies can put into motion that will help them streamline the process so the candidate has an ideal experience where they feel positive about joining your company. And there's definitely a lot of our talks where we have companies who've done just that and they talk about the technologies that they've utilized. A, a case in point was Hot Topic. Uh, Johnny Sanchez gave a really great talk at our very first conference about how Hot Topic, a retail store with, with not the biggest budget, but with tons and tons of stores. I mean, you go into any mall and there is a Hot Topic there, right? And we're talking about clerks in the front stores, but we're also talking about like their entire, you know, infrastructure, like the accounting, the finance, the marketing, all the things that go into, you know, a company. But the process of applying to any one of those positions was taking so long that a lot of the applicants were dropping out. So when Johnny came in, um, he re he re-engineered the entire process. And you will really have to listen to his talk. I mean, I can give you some some points on what it is that he did, but he brought in technologies like Ideal and he brought in a new applicant tracking system called Lever and he redid the entire design and it reduced the time to apply and it made the overall experience for the candidate much greater. They used chatbots to do the initial screening 
screening. So the candidate, by the time they got to the process of talking to a recruiter, they've already been vetted. And that right there just saved so much time. And the bottom line of that, all of that is the ROI that it gives to the company. And recruitment is a cost center. And reducing the amount of money that is put into that is what's essential. And so all these innovations, all these tactics, all these strategies, anything that we're talking about is with that goal in mind, tools and technologies and innovations that recruiters and talent acquisition leaders can take back to their desk and implement right away. And is it different from industry to industry? If it's obviously you're focused more on technology and bringing in a different kind of talent, uh, how about you just mentioned where a retail store is hiring people who are working in and leaving and churn rate is so high, how can you, what is the difference and how, what, based on your understanding, is it easier in one industry and harder in another? The same learnings can be implemented in all those different industries. Yeah, that's a great question, Haseeb. And it's one that's asked to me so often because, you know, the conference is LAX Tech Recruit. So is it just specific to technology? And first and foremost, I think every single company is a technology company. I mean, Hot Topic is a real-tail company, but they also have back-end applications in finance and in marketing and in their online platform that's an e-commerce store online that they, they're a technology company, they're a digital company. Every company should be thinking or is a digital technology company. The training is not specific to just technology recruitments like software engineers and, and IT professionals, which is what I actually, I myself focus on. I focus on data and mobile and and uh, infrastructure and everything across the spectrum on technology. That's my forte, if you will. But what we're talking about applies to every industry. It is the tools and the technologies and the tactics apply to any, whether it's nursing, which, you know, that's what Suita does. Suita is a RN. Like if we're finding physicians, you know, if we're finding nurses, you know, that right there in the healthcare industry in Los Angeles is the top position that is, is posted in LA. Oh, really? Oh my yeah. God. The top oh. position posted in Los Angeles is nurses. <laughs> oh my God. Is it too much demand or there's not much supply? What's the, like, why, what is the case? Yeah, both. I mean, healthcare and education, those two industries in Los Angeles are, are really big, probably just about anywhere. I mean, there's growth in those industries that we're seeing a lot of, you know, the e-learning, the ability to learn something anywhere, you know, the different online programs that you're seeing. That, that's really big. So in addition to that, healthcare. But yeah, the demand and as well as the supply, it's really hard to find healthcare professionals. So as well as data, data scientists, I mean, everybody talks about on the technology front to shift gears a little bit. On the technology front, there's two things that we're seeing. I mean, you have the software in, in the data realm, you have software and then you have hardware. And in the software, we're seeing a lot of demand specifically for companies who are looking to attract clients as well as, you know, technology or as well as talent, you know, they're using uh, re in recruitment, they're using software and innovations or like uh, they're using different things to help them attract people like, you know, recruitment marketing. But in general, just to attract clients, like what is the tools that we need to attract clients? So and, and a lot of that is in the data. You're looking at your historical data, but also looking at predictive analytics. So the data component of that is huge. But yes, to answer your question, like the the two top industries, I believe, is is uh, the e-learning and the the uh, nursing. Those two industries, but for technology professionals and data science, like that is that's obviously really big right now in multiple levels. 
And you made such a good point, Stacey, because it is such a tough, like, like place to be in the healthcare industry, but it's so easy to get a job. Like for me, having all these interviews left and right, like I've gotten the, like in the past three years, I've been working in three or four different hospitals and it's just <laughs> as easy to get a job. The interview process though, I would say that it's a little better having that personal touch and that humanistic experience versus like chatbots and whatnot that you guys were talking about. And so I really do agree with you that you do need that personal touch, especially in an interview, so that not only I can, um, you know, show them what I'm all about, but I can also see what they're all about. The nursing, you know, the educators and the the managers. I just, I want to get that, like the whole feeling. Am I going to be comfortable working there or not? So yeah, I agree with you. We really, really need that personal touch. And you're talking about your candidate experience too. You're talking about the way that you're interviewed and the way that the company sees you and the way that you're treated. And there's a lot of emphasis on that you know, going forward and uh, how companies can create really good candidate experiences and what that means. And is AI and automation going to dilute that experience? Exactly. I hope it doesn't. (laughs) It does. Well, it can. I mean, that's the danger of it. If used too heavily with chatbox and what have you, if you feel like it's too, you know, I'm just talking to a machine, I'm not talking to anybody, that's going to turn you off, obviously. You want to talk to a real person. Yes, but at the same time, I think there are certain, like, it's completely based on the industry you're targeting. I think if you're targeting technology, especially if you're hiring a developer, it's so easy to have the process completely automated where you can focus on, okay, this is the technology. If you're hiring someone who who is good at a certain programming language, C, Java, or whatever it is, and then that person can go and do your test and then make sure that if someone is above that score, then only you're bringing that person in for an interview. Another thing is that obviously you can teach a lot of those things. But at the same time, I think for different industries, completely different. For To add on top of that, what do you think about the resume? Is resume the important thing, according to you, based on your experience? Or it is for people who are listening to us, there are a lot of people who are applying to jobs right now. Are, should they be 100% focused on making their resume as much, like add all the spices and all those experiences and stuff? Or they should more focus on meeting new people and then finding opportunities by networking rather than applying uh, using the resume. What's your suggestion? So I feel like you've asked two questions. Um, How important is the resume and how important is network, right? And hands down, networking and who you know and getting out there and going to conferences, industry conferences specific to what it is that you're looking to do is, is ideal, right? And I met you at this conference. I'm following up on LinkedIn. You know, you mentioned that you might have a job opening. Do you think you want to get coffee? You know, things like that. I really like what you said about this. Those type of networking elements are so crucial and and helpful and will help what somebody once said to me. I actually had uh, several hires at our last conference. And somebody said to me that one of our speakers, and I don't want to name any names, but one of our speakers said he was in communications with a specific company that he now has a job at. And it wasn't until he came to the conference and actually met that person face-to-face that it really helped move the needle for him and started working at uh, that company within, I think, like three weeks. And so I reached out to him and asked him if we had anything to do with it. He said, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Those are obviously wins, right? So to that, I would say networking is really big. And I know for a lot of people, getting out there and talking and kind of being social can be daunting. So that could be hard for some people. So then the other thing is the resume. And I think when you're looking for a position and you're on the market, you have a tendency, at least I see this, I I see candidates who have a tendency to just throw their resume out there and apply to 500 different positions, not at all track 
what it is that they're doing. Whereas there's the other candidate who might be a little bit more specific, wants to work at a, a particular company who has a particular mission. But I think mostly we see people just kind of like throwing it out there. What I would say, and I think this is, I, for me, I feel like this is common sense, but maybe it needs to be said because you asked ask the question. Tailoring your resume to the job description, going through the job description and seeing what specifically that they are asking for is key. If there are certain skill sets, whether it's Python or R, I mean, if we're talking about data engineering opportunities, you know, making sure that you have those on there, that's one, that's key, having your, those keywords. Keywords, that yeah. Way yeah, yeah. Not- Buzzwords or keywords, yeah. I'm sorry? Buzzwords and keywords, that's, those things are important too, and because that's how most of your automated HR recruiting systems work right now. That's how you're, that is how applicant tracking systems identify, find your resumes. They're Boolean searches that are conducted by the technology or by the recruiter, most likely, and they're keyword driven. Yeah. So within, that's what's going to bubble your application to the top, provided you don't have that internal resource who's going to provide a recommendation for you. So the second thing, which I feel is crucial, once you have those keywords that have like, oh, I'm going to open up this resume, this looks perfect, is a success story, your performance, your what your achievement model. So one of my really good friends, Lou Ather, who is this amazing influencer who's um, written books on, you know, the central guide to hiring and being hired, has said that there is an achiever model that you look for, that you are hiring for performance. And what he states or what he endorses is that you look at the successes of any one candidate, you know, what they've done in the past and what they've done indicates what they're going to do in the future, right? So their achievement model, will they be able to make this next step to this bigger position? And in a, um, a market where it's hard to find technology professionals or have a hard to find role, that makes a lot of sense because maybe you're not finding this great unicorn squirrel, gray squirrel candidate, purple squirrel candidate who has all these bells and whistles. Um, but we have this fantastic candidate who's moved up through the rank and he can take and so there's the skill sets and then there's that achiever model. I think that makes uh, complete sense. Let's change the conversation more towards the entrepreneurs and startup founders who are listening over there. What motivated, give some insight of how you came up with this idea and how you are here where you are right now. Sure. There is a short story and then there's a long story. <laughs> but I will Let's start go with for the I'll start with the conference. I, I do have a, a, an agency called IT Talent Search, which like I explained earlier, that we have technology recruitment um, professionals who go in and work on demand on site for companies to help them hire quicker and faster on an hourly basis. But the conference I launched this or in 2018, and the idea behind that was I was actually coming out of maternity leave. I took a few years off to, you know, we, my husband and I planned a family and I took some time off to raise my two children. I have a two and a four-year-old. And when I came kind of out of motherhood and I'm looking around going, okay, what's new out there? And there's been so much talk about automation and AI and machine learning and all these different tools and technologies. And I needed to get a new applicant tracking system and I needed to get new tools and I needed to implement all these different things. I began doing my research and then it was just kind of overwhelming. And I said to myself, I really just want to hear what other companies, my competitors, what they're using. So I started calling 
my peers and asking them what technologies they're using. And then I thought, well, I wonder what Hulu and uh, Netflix and, and you know, Live Nation and all these you know, huge companies in Los Angeles are utilizing as well. And I thought, I really wish there was a place I could go and, and they would share this knowledge. And there wasn't. There wasn't any recruitment talent acquisition specific community in Los Angeles. And even a layer deeper in recruitment is typically been this sort of thing where you don't connect or you don't network with other recruiters. I've had other recruiters say to me, sorry, I don't uh, accept LinkedIn requests or invites from other recruiters. You know, I only talk to their end client or what have you. Why is that the case? Is it, is it a competitor issue or? Yeah. Yes. It was very much this competitive sort of holding their tools and their tactics and their strategies close where they didn't want to share. And to me, I always felt that that was an inaccurate way to do things. I always felt that the more recruiters that I knew in my industry, the more I would get referrals for different positions, the more I can partner up on different opportunities. And somebody had a candidate who didn't work out for them, they could refer them over to me. And that has happened hands down so many times. And I look at the recruiters who are not opening doors to that networking opportunity and thinking that it seems like a recipe for failure. So this was along that vein, opening up, sharing ideas. And there were uh, there are a couple of conferences, all day learning sessions that do it, but they're in Vegas and they cost thousands of dollars. And as a mom, I did not have thousands of dollars to go to a three day conference in Vegas, buy a flight, get a three day hotel when two small children needed my help at home. So that was my aha moment. That was the moment I said, I'm going to do something like that here in Los Angeles. Los Angeles is one of the largest hiring employment hubs, you know, in the world. We're, we're certainly on the top five list. I mean, there's New York, Boston, Silicon Valley, like, you know, San Francisco, but more times than not, Boston, New York, the professionals want to migrate to Southern California because we have the best weather. It's 72 and sunny all the time. Yeah. Why? That's so true. That's so true. At Fox also in like past, couple of months, I had people moving in from Chicago and Boston, like right and left. Yeah, because of the weather, right? They love the weather here. They cannot uh, stay in that cold anymore. People yeah. listening, listening, listening from those cities must be hearing us right now. But that's how it is. That's the truth. And so why is there not a, a conference, a community for those talent acquisition professionals who are bringing top talent here? I mean, I always felt that recruiters are somewhat the marketing gateway for great companies. The first person you speak to generally when you're applying to a company is the recruiter. They are marketing your brand and they should be doing it accurately. And if they have a bad attitude or if a candidate has a bad experience, it's ruined for the entire company. So I felt that the education of the recruitment acquisition industry was crucial. And I wanted it. I wanted something here. It was, I did this for me. The conference was, I wanted to get Hulu and Netflix and Red Bull and, and all these great companies that came, FabFitFun, and, and I wanted to hear what they're using. What technologies are you using to find great talent? How often do you use outside recruitment? What are your pain points? How do you hire great technology professionals? How do you hire recruiters? One of our, one of our top um, 
panels is the how to hire talent acquisition professionals and scale talent, scale your talent acquisition team. Like, you know, when you're growing, how do you hire your first recruiter? What does that look like? Do they come from an agency? Do they come internal? What are, what's the DNA of a great recruiter? So those were things I wanted to learn. Everything on there were things that I genuinely wanted to know. And when I was at the conference, I was listening intently because I wanted to learn. And so it's not just a vehicle for me to, well, yes, the marketing and like all that is fantastic, but it was really a vehicle to learn. And I wanted to give that to other people. So that was what started LAX Tech Recruit. And I think hands down, when you're passionate, and you've probably seen this too, when you're passionate about a project, you're passionate about your work, doors open up, people respond to it, people are energized, and they want to help you. So I have in the last eight months, I mean, eight months, I've met so many influential people who've opened doors for me, who have helped me, who have gotten on board with this project because they too are just as impassionate about it. It's entirely rewarding. You know what I mean? When you do something and people are grateful that you're doing it and they're excited about it, it's rewarding personally. Yes. And you know, this is so inspirational, um, all that you've been through, especially that you were home as a house, like a little housewife for a couple of years. And now you branched out and you know, you're back in the game. And so um, what are your goals for the future of your company? And um, what do you see yourself doing in the next few years? It's funny. I, um, I really enjoy the networking aspect of the conferences. I enjoy meeting people and I enjoy giving something to somebody who didn't have it before and, and they feel rewarded by that because it's personally rewarding. But uh, we have our next conference, which is going to be in July. It's July 18th in 2019. And um, the, the next LAX Tech Recruit will be here in Los Angeles. Already have a lineup of tremendous speakers. I am co-hosting. I've chosen a co-host and his name is David Nicola. He works at Amazon as a talent acquisition sourcer for their technology divisions for Amazon Prime. And just his in-depth knowledge of what recruitment is and the challenges it brings. And also just the network that he has is going to bring an amazing new spin on the conference. And so that's what we're looking to build. And we're going to make it bigger and we're going to have Tableau analytics. The theme of it is people analytics. So my background is actually in data analytics. I have a degree in uh, financial analysis, corporate finance from San Diego State University. And I first entered um, the industry as a financial analyst, like um, working at Mellon Capital. So I always have this sort of mourning, I'll just be honest, for that career. I enjoyed being, sounds silly, this adventurer in me, like, oh, look at that, gnawing it, gorgeous, I'm going to go after it, oh, I've reconciled this thing, it's fabulous. And you get excited about, num I know it sounds cheesy because you're, you're in a, a cubicle, but I'm way more of a social person, so this is better for me, but I still miss doing the data and what have you. So our theme is data analytics. And I've always applied that to everything I've done in recruitment um, because that's what I've been trained to do. And it makes sense. I have that streamlined sort of process of utilizing my data and moving it through my system. So, but not just in, and it's going to be people analytics and data analytics, not just in like, you know, taking your historical data of how your teams, your talent acquisition teams have been doing, but also like how many people you've hired 
and um, what your attrition levels are and how you take that, that information and you model it. Do you use Tableau? Do you use different resources? And so what we would like to have is workshops where you can actually come and learn Tableau and learn how to model and learn how to present that data to your executive board so it makes sense for the hiring going forward. So in that predictive data sort of realm, like how do you plan for your next round of hiring? You got to look at your historical data. And so what does that look like? Also, so that's on the data side, but also in the recruitment marketing side, how do we look at the data? How do you look at how do you look at how your advertising has been doing? And Hasib, you know this more than anything. You put banner ads, you put ads out there, you put your job, and that's what job descriptions are. They're ads. And where do you put them? Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And there's ways to set those up on all your social media platforms. And there's tools to help you moder- to automate it. But there's also ways to um, take advantage of the remarketing. You know, you could use the Facebook pixels and you can have it brought back and, and take a look at the Google Analytics and see where is your traffic coming from? How do you capture all that data? So those are the type of things that we're going to be talking about in the conference. And are these things new? Not entirely, but it's innovative because there's new tools that help you do it. And I don't think HR and recruitment historically has taken advantage of how powerful those tools are. I think that completely makes sense. Just to add on top of that, I think you just mentioned some ideas for entrepreneurs who are listening to us right now. Do you have any advice for entrepreneurs who are just starting out and they're focusing on this as an industry and trying to come up with solutions to solve the problems? There are certain problems which you are trying to solve, but I don't want you to share those. But if there's anything which which is left out and you're not planning to work on it, share it out so that there are entrepreneurs who are listening to us can try to solve and then obviously end up helping you guys. In my specific industry? Correct. Yes. I see a lot of different opportunities in AI and the automation that we spoke about because they're, and I'll say this, a lot of companies are saying that they are an AI tool and really what they are is an aggregator. And they're throwing around this artificial intelligence word as though it's going to, because it's a buzzword, but really I've been seeing a lot of it just being aggregation of data. If there is, and I had a conversation about this the other day, any sort of SaaS product that, and I see a huge opportunity here, SaaS products where it is real AI, where it's predictive analytics. And yes, I don't want to give away like too much information because we also have a startup competition as a component of the LAX tech recruit. So we're looking for HR, talent acquisition companies who are in this space to come and pitch their startup to a group of VCs in exchange for help with creating their their product and also for prizes. There is a lot of opportunity there and I'll, I'll leave it at that. As far as recommendations, one of the best books, and, I'll, and I guess I'll say two, but one of the best books I ever read was Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. I know Tim Ferriss is not anything new, but, and people have heard about him, but there are so many opportunities in there to really learn. And if you're a small company and you just got this idea and, and you don't really know how to advance and you're working from home, he offers oper- uh, ways that you could do that. And one of them was the virtual assistant. And when I first launched IT Talent Search, my um, staffing agency, I was working from home. It was just me and I needed help. 
I needed, I needed research. I needed, you know, I need people to go and look at job boards. I needed all these different things. And I, and I really couldn't manage it all on my own. So being able to outsource those projects and initially we used, we used a service in India and then we switched over to services in Philippines and you'll have your different um, challenges with both with India at the different time zones. So they work at night and then you get your reports in the morning. And with the Philippines, it was the same time zone. So we were able to work a little bit more seamlessly with uh, the Philippines. And also they have a more of a focus on, I think, I don't know how to say this, but Americanizing their accents a little bit more. Oh, that's true. Better in communication. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I think those two things I would recommend. And then once you get your company started, and you start seeing how difficult it is to do the finance and the accounting. And I actually have a degree in that. So for me, it was a lot of fun. I didn't mind doing it so much, um, the finance and accounting. But, you know, set up QuickBooks. But you still have to do it. Maybe get an accountant, outsource that. E-Myth. E-Myth is a great book. E-Myth will say, okay, you started your company. It's a real challenge. It's not what you thought it was going to be, right? You're not like, oh, doing whatever you want and have all this flexibility. You're working 70, 80 hours a week as an entrepreneur and you're working through the night and you don't really see anybody, you're walking around your apartment, like working all the time, you know? So Emith is going to help you rein all that in and say, yes, this is hard, but here's how you can take the next steps to grow your company. All right. And so for those who are listening and who are very interested in attending your conference, can you give us more information about how to connect with you and um, how they can possibly sign up for your conference early on? Yeah, absolutely. So the conference is LAX Tech Recruit, and that's the website, laxtechrecruit.com. My podcast is Tech Recruit. We have a new podcast every uh, Thursday, so the next one will be up. And then also, if you're interested in any staffing services, or if you need a recruiter who can come in and sit at your desk internally, who's trained by our company, ittalentsearch.com. And how can they find you on uh, social media, uh, LinkedIn? I, I see you are super active on LinkedIn. I can, anyone who is listening and connected with me already, I'm happy to introduce you to her or other people who are not on LinkedIn. What's the best way to connect with you and email or anything else? You can email me at stacybroadwell at laxtechrecruit.com. And on Twitter, we're laxtechrecruit at laxtechrecruit or at stacybroadwell. Um, you'll find my snowboarding picture because I used to be a professional <laughs> snowboarder. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not changing it, but I don't want to. Really? <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, our fan page is LAX Tech Recruit. We have an IT talent search fa- fan page and, um, you know, our group, LAX Tech Recruit Group. Okay. Before we close, do you have any final words for our listeners? And uh, you already shared your information, so they would be happy to go and follow you. Anything else you want to mention before we close this podcast? No, I just want to thank you so much for being part of this. And, you know, maybe we could uh, switch around where you could offer some of your tactics on how you do recruitment. I've seen you've spoken at a ton of conferences, Haseeb, and you work at the same company as my my husband, Fox. So uh, I'd be interested in hearing some of your tactics and strategies. I know. Maybe we'll bring your husband uh, in the next podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That'd be fun. Totally. Thank you very much for your time. Have a great weekend. Bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. This episode of Cup of Joe podcast has ended. Please be sure to subscribe for more fun conversations. 
And don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or the app that you're using so we can continue to bring you the best content. We are also on all social media channels. You can find us at Cup of Joe Pod or cupofjoepod.com. See you in our next episode.